Welcome to CS Radio. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 39 of CS Radio. I'm J. Michael DeAngelis. And I'm Amy Lynn Kirshner. And as always, there is a lot going on. We're in the back half of the of the semester, but uh, it's a busy, busy time. We know everybody is still kind of recovering from spring break and midterms and gearing up for their final projects, but there's still a lot happening here in career services. There are things to talk about, and we know that some folks might be in a little bit of a panic about their careers. That's just one more thing that they have to think about that they haven't gotten to yet, but we're hoping that today we can ease some of those fears and talk about the timing of job offers and different industries and why it's really, really, really okay if you don't have a job right this second. It's not too late. So before we get to that, let's take a look at the very full calendar of events for the coming week. As always, we're going to offer up some highlights, and things could always change. So please check out our website, www.vpul.upenn.edu slash career services, and click on calendar of events. Tomorrow, Tuesday, March 28th, from 12 to 1.30 at the LGBT Center, doctoral students and postdocs are invited to attend Out in the Academy. Faculty panelists will discuss issues surrounding LGBTQ identity in academia. This event is part of our faculty conversation series for PhD students and postdoctoral fellows, and it's co-sponsored by Career Services, the Vice Provost for Education, and the LGBT Center. Also on Tuesday from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., all students are invited to attend, capitalizing on your interests using the strong interest inventory in your career planning. If you listen to our two-part series over the last two weeks, we discussed career inventories and we looked at strong in part one. So if that held some interest to you and you are interested in taking the strong and having it evaluated in a group session, please RSVP for this session and take the strong inventory. So you'll have to do that today if you're planning on attending tomorrow's program. Information is on our website for the RSVP. And that event is going to be held at the CAPS office at 3624 Market Street. On Wednesday, March 29th, from 1215 to 145, we have Careers in Architecture and Landscape Architecture. This is for master students, and it will take place in Meyerson Hall, room B3. You will need to register in advance, but it's a question and answer panel, um, and pizza will be provided. I'll be there. This will be a panel featuring Penn Design alumni. Also on Wednesday, from 3.30 to 5, we have converting your CV to resume for your expanded job search. This will take place in the McNeil Building, room 97, and it's for doctoral students and postdocs. It's part of our job search series. The workshop will help you transform your academic CV into a more concise one-page resume for non-academic opportunities. Then from 4 to 5, also on Wednesday, we'll have Careers in Entertainment, which is presented by Rich Ross. This is one of my favorite events of the year. Rich Ross comes every year and gives really great insight on careers in entertainment. This will take place in Perry World House, and he's great. He gives a talk about his own experience working in entertainment. Um, he's currently the group president of the Discovery Channel, Animal Planet, Science Channel, and Velocity, but he's also responsible for things like Hannah Montana, and he's a Penn College alumnus. Really, again, his story is really interesting, but then he takes questions. You can ask your questions about the entertainment industry and have Rich Ross answer them, so I strongly encourage students to attend. 
And looking ahead to next week on Monday, April the 3rd, from 1.30 to 2.30 in John Huntsman Hall F50, we will have a Getting Ready to Apply to Law School panel. And this will be an introduction to the law school application process for anyone, any undergrad or graduate student who is thinking about moving on to law school either next year or uh, in the distant future. So feel free to come out and get the information you need about preparing to apply. So yeah, quite a lot still on the schedule. We're not slowing down here. We aren't, although it has eased up a little bit on student appointments. So it's no longer the case you have to call on Monday to schedule for the following week. If you don't call by 1015, at least on the college, you won't get an appointment. That's no longer the case. So do stop in if you have questions. Alumni, if you're listening, you can always schedule a phone call or a Skype appointment or students who are studying abroad. Definitely check in with us if you have any questions about your search. And have walk-ins been a little bit uh, lighter, too, if I... Well, no, it's still a good idea to I come had, early. I had four walk-ins today, but they didn't all book up right away. So they kind of trickled in throughout the hour-long period that I had. But I did get to meet with four great students today. So so great. So it's a time of a little bit of flexibility here appointment-wise. So it's a good time to just drop in and, and see if you can come speak with a counselor on, on the team of your school. So today we're going to talk about the timing of the job search. We know that it's something that concerns students. We know probably a lot of you already have an offer or you have friends who are talking about how they have accepted their offers and are just plowing through their finals. But maybe you are in a situation where you are interested in an industry that did not do on-campus recruiting or you went through on-campus recruiting and you didn't find something that was the right fit and now you're worried that maybe the ship has sailed without you. I can't tell you how many students I meet with who apologize when they come in and say that they know they're behind. And that's especially disturbing to me since freshmen say it as well. But this is the case for both internship and full-time hiring. Not everything goes super early. It's Penn's a very pre-professional place, and people rightly are very excited about their offers when they receive them, so it may feel often that you are the only person left who doesn't know what they're doing um, after classes let out, and I just want to say that that's really not the case. And in fact, we have data to we back that data. up. If you look on our website at the Career Plans Survey Report, I'm looking at the combined undergraduate report for 2016. For full-time. For full-time employment. Offers after graduation. Yep. Then if you look between March and September of 2016, almost 50% of the graduates, that's when they accepted their offer. It's 25% accepted between March and May, so right right now, and then an additional 13% between June and September. So that is a sizable chunk of our population who did not necessarily have that fall job offer. It's not too late. We keep saying it. But when you think about how, sometimes I say to students, we think about how the real world works. Most organizations don't have the bandwidth to be hiring I mean, when you think about how employers, they have to let us know now, basically, that they want to come to campus in September to hire students to start in May the following year. That's really far out, and it requires employers to have really predictable hiring patterns, hire large classes of people. When you think about how the real world works, often hiring happens when someone leaves a role. Career services, not that you're dying to work here, although you you should should be. be. See our previous episode. We don't hire based on when the 
school lets out, we hire when someone gets a different opportunity and then we have a position to fill. And that's how most industries work. It's called just-in-time hiring here in the career services world, but don't be discouraged. These positions are still out there and they're still findable and still you can apply to them. It's just that they aren't going to be coming in en masse the way that on-campus recruiting opportunities do. So just be tenacious. Continue to look through the search parameters that you've been doing. Search through those job boards. If you have questions about which ones to use, come in and talk to us. Michael also cited the full-time survey, but there are internship surveys on our website as well. Um, the college is still working on finalizing our survey from last summer, but the summer before is there. And the same is true. You can see, especially underclassmen, they're finding their opportunities not in October or even September, as some people think. They're finding them now, so it's not too late. It's not too late. <laughs> what if, by whatever chance, just circumstances beyond my control, I have not had a chance to really start my job search. It's not even start. I mean, I, maybe I have a sense of what I want to do. Maybe I've come to a couple of programs, but I haven't really sat. Or maybe sat, you haven't. Yeah, or maybe I haven't. But And I haven't just had that moment to sit down, buckle down, and and start really doing my job search. What's the first thing that I do? Well, first forgive yourself. I think that there's so much pressure here that often it's like, I should have been doing this, there's anxiety around it, so then that leads to procrastination and not doing it longer. Don't worry about it. I mean, you'll be fine. There's still jobs out there. In terms of first steps, obviously you could be very far along in this process or in a different place. You may have absolutely no idea what you want to do, haven't even thought about it, or you may have a pretty clear picture of what this job may look like after graduation, but you haven't done anything to apply to it. So wherever you are in that process, Career Services does have resources for you. Of course, it's important to get your documents in order. You'll need resumes and cover letters to apply to most things. Of course, we're talking about jobs. Conversations about graduate school would obviously be a little bit different. Um, but if you're applying to work in any industry, really, or non including nonprofits, um, you'll need documents to apply. So resumes, cover letters, sometimes they may ask for a transcript, sometimes a writing sample. Things you can really control there at this point are your resume and cover letter. So make sure that you have those ready to go. I think that would be a good first step if you already have some scope of what you want to do. Um, if you're not quite there yet, come in and meet with us and we can talk with you about opportunities that are out there. Or you could see our previous podcast about career inventories and assessments because those can help be a stepping stone along the way. But I think rather than trying to create a resume or a cover letter in a vacuum, just describing yourself in all these ways, start the other way. Start thinking about what jobs you're interested in, see the types of skills they're seeking, the qualifications they're requiring, then craft your resume backwards from there if you're starting from scratch. Answer the question, how are you qualified for this job? Use the verbs that they use to describe their work and plug them into your resume. You'll find that if you're applying to similar things, the same verbs will apply. So you'll be able to craft that resume, not in a vacuum, but in direct response to something that's interesting to you. And that can really take the pressure off of that blank page as well, I think. That's right. And of course, I know we say this all the time on this podcast, but using the Penn Alumni Network is a great tool, even when you're just researching or starting out in this uh, career path. You can go through LinkedIn, you can go through QuakerNet, find people who are working in industries that you're interested in and have an informal outreach with them. Ask them how they got started. What is their job like? What is their industry like? What do I need to know if I'm trying to start down that path? We always recommend uh, find the person uh, that you're interested in uh, using the alumni tool on LinkedIn, but then go into QuakerNet and get their contact information because if that 
contact information is listed in QuakerNet, they have agreed to speak with current Penn students, and they're ready and willing to take your questions. That's absolutely right. And certainly it can feel a little forced if it's, you know, we're almost in April here. If it's your second semester senior year, the conversation may be a little strained. It's clear you're looking. That's a reason to start earlier, but it doesn't mean it's too late. Again, you it's can not, have these I conversations. Would just, I would just be very upfront and say, you know, uh, dear uh, Ms. Kirshner, I am about to graduate from Penn. I have been a little bit behind on my job search, or I'm, I'm getting a late start on my job search, but I'm really interested in uh, becoming a career counselor. I'm wondering if you could tell me what the steps you took were, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you know, don't, uh, don't try and be something that you're not. I think honesty is always the... Yeah, that's right. And I, I think that networking is kind of a daunting term for something that really, it's just a professional conversation. You're learning about what they do, um, learning about their path. Of course, I think what I meant more is as a second semester senior, you may have less time to act on their general advice uh, about yes, like yes. what courses to take or what clubs were informative or whatever, but you could certainly still ask like what the industry is like and what their job is like and what they find rewarding and what they find challenging. There's a really great list of questions to ask on our networking page on our website. I always point students to that. Not that it's exhaustive, but certainly it gets your creativity flowing about things you might ask this perfect stranger sometimes. So it can be, again, like kind of like a sales call, basically like a cold call to someone you don't know, but you want to talk with them about them and about their path. So that can make it, remember people, I've said it here before, people love talking about themselves. So people will be happy to open up and tell you about their experiences and chat with you about their industry for sure. So we hope that that's been at least a little bit reassuring. We would like to encourage anybody who has concerns about the state of their job search at this time to come in and connect with a career counselor. We did, the, if you're in the college, the college team to just send out an email to seniors who have not come in to meet with us. And we've been hearing lots of great feedback from students who haven't come in because they have offers, which is great. We're always happy to hear that. But even if you can't get to us until next week or the week after because you're swamped, that's totally fine too. Just come on in. We're happy to help. We're here. Refurbishment of our office continues. There's some fresh fresh new furniture up at the front desk, including a new front desk. You'll hardly recognize it. That's right. So uh, come on by and see us. We're always very happy to see you. So we hope everybody has a great week. I encourage you to take a look at those career plan reports. And if you're getting any external pressure about the state of your job search from family or friends, be sure to share that information with them too, because you can see, again, last year, 47% of the class did not accept an offer until March or later. So you're in good company, rest assured, exactly. So uh, everybody have a great week, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by the University of Pennsylvania Career Services Office, a division of the Vice Provost for University Life. Your hosts are Amy Lynn Kirshner and J. Michael DeAngelis. It's produced, mixed, and edited by Karen Yang. Our theme music is Gotta Keep Moving" by The Losers, used under a Creative Commons license. We'll see you right here next time on CS Radio.